sticking with that Ottawa protest, the high-profile GoFundMe fundraising effort that attracted some $10 million to support the trucker convoy to Ottawa, one of the most successful campaigns it has on the go, has been shut down and the release of the remaining money will be reimbursed or redirected. The California-based online fundraising site announced the decision late today, citing, quote, the promotion of violence and harassment. The convoy fundraising page had been under review Today, GoFundMe said in that statement, following a review of relevant facts and multiple discussions with local law enforcement and city officials, the fundraiser is now in violation of our terms of service and has been removed from the platform. They added organizers provided a clear distribution plan for the initial $1 million that was released earlier this week and confirmed funds would only be used for participants who traveled to Ottawa to participate in a peaceful protest goes on to say, given how the situation has evolved, no further funds will be directly distributed to the Freedom Convoy organizers. We will work with organizers to send all remaining funds to credible and established charities verified by GoFundMe. You can also apply for a refund within two weeks if you happen to have donated. Well, lots to talk about there. Joining me now to look into it is Jeremy Snyder, a bioethicist at Simon Fraser University and co-author of the recent article, Crowdfunding Campaigns and COVID-19 Misinformation. Jeremy, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, Ben. How surprised were you by that move today from uh, from GoFundMe? Yeah, not too surprised. The campaign had been frozen for a little over a day. And then even before that, uh, they had only allowed a small, well, a million dollars. But um, when you look at the whole total, a small amount to be released. So... If anything, I was surprised it took them so long to get to this point, given that it seemed to be pretty clearly in violation of um, a number of the terms of service that GoFundMe has for these campaigns. Yeah, tell me about that, because there were people raising concerns quite early on about, about certainly as it got more successful, and it was highly successful. What were some of the, the, the alarm blows or the red flags for you? For me, it was definitely that the um, rhetoric around the campaign was really, really charged. Um, you know, we all saw images from last weekend of swastikas and really hateful language. Definitely, that wasn't seemingly a majority of the folks who were there, but um, it was definitely an element there. Uh, for me, it was things that were really tied to the particular campaign. So the campaigners were affiliated with a lot of pretty extreme right-wing causes and had been caught up in Islamophobic language and that sort of thing. Uh, it was never very clear what the money was going to be used for. Uh, they're talking about gas and lodging, but it's hard to think you really need $10 million for that. And, um, you know, and there are questions about if illegal activities are going to be engaged in as well. I think that, you know, if people want to fundraise to have a peaceful demonstration, that's absolutely okay. But this is pretty quickly morphed into something a little bit more like taking you know, much of Ottawa hostage, essentially, and, um, you know, blocking traffic in a lot of other country, um, cities as well. I'm not sure how much you can speak to this, but for some people, you might look at that and go, wow, how, how can they do that? Uh, but clearly, GoFundMe is a platform that has rules and regulations, and I, I gather they can pull the plug on a campaign if they feel like it's it's violating their terms. Sure, and this is something they do quite frequently. Um, they have uh, gotten into trouble with campaigns in the past engaging in fraud, and that's why they have a lot of these protections. There was a couple out of Philadelphia a couple of years back who raised about $400,000 to uh, give to a homeless man, as it turns out they used that money to buy uh, cars for themselves and vacations and that sort of thing. 
And GoFundMe has a longstanding policy not to allow um, fundraising for any sort of discriminatory activities. They don't allow funding for uh, vaccine misinformation, and they don't allow funding for uh, people, uh, legal defense of people accused of violent crimes or to engage in violence like the January 6th insurrection in the U.S. So this seems well along the lines of the sort of thing it's locked down on before. I would imagine they they would have had to have carried out it. And I mean, they did mention they had spoken to city officials and local authorities in Ottawa. So I imagine they would have checked into what was being said, what was being said on the ground uh, to determine whether or not this fundraiser was still uh, in, in you know, still not in violation of their terms. Yeah, that's that's what they uh, reported on um, and that they've been talking to the campaigners themselves for a number of days as well. But Again, this is kind of why I was surprised that it took them so long to get to this point, because, you know, the mayor of Ottawa had been asking for this to be frozen for a number of days. We're asking for some of the money to be diverted. And I think anyone who was paying any attention to the news could see the sort of um, activities that were likely to be associated with harassment of the press, um, of local population, the honking, um, you know, all of this sort of thing, you know, and getting down to blocking streets and, and making like extremely difficult for folks in Ottawa, it was very, very easy to see why this was problematic. I'm speaking with Jeremy Snyder, bioethicist at Simon Fraser University and co-author of a recent article called Crowdfunding Campaigns and COVID-19 Misinformation. We're talking about GoFundMe pulling the plug on uh, the Freedom Convoy um, fundraising effort that had raised uh, over $10 million uh, at this point. Um, they have attempted now, I, I know, I was watching tonight, they have, they have tried to move to another fundraising site. I gather the fundraising will continue. Um, but GoFundMe has a special place when it comes to fundraising, does it not? It does. It's definitely the name brand, but um, and, and definitely has the infrastructure to handle this sort of thing better than most. But it is interesting, the other platform that they moved over to, um, you know, really quickly within um, an hour of the point where they shut down the GoFundMe account had raised well over $100,000. And at this point, the servers for that site are essentially crashing over the amount of traffic that they're getting of people withdrawing their cash from um, GoFundMe and trying to send it to this other site. Um, obviously, they don't have the infrastructure like GoFundMe to actually handle all this traffic. And But um, I imagine they will be building up and this is a platform that's um, basically built itself as an alternative to GoFundMe for a long time. So for you know, police officers accused of murder, for January 6th insurrectionists, for anti-vaccine conspiracy theorists, um, they all have a home here. And uh, I, I'm concerned, I guess, that you know, it's, it's a pretty small operation at the moment, but it seems like something that's going to get much bigger. I mean, you looked into this, you looked into crowdfunding a lot when it came to COVID-19 misinformation. Are, are we seeing a polarization of fundraising as well now? Yeah, it seems like it. I mean, it's the sort of thing you've seen with social media in general. Uh, when Twitter has locked down on um, vaccine misinformation campaigns or banned people for threats of violence or for spreading misinformation about uh, the pandemic, yeah, they've been able to find other social media platforms, you know, smaller ones, but ones where they can find a home. Uh, similar with YouTube, uh, there are sort of right-wing alternatives to that as well. Um, a lot of people who are involved in the um, uh, convoys have found uh, Zello or this walkie-talkie app as a way to avoid some of these restrictions. So I, I definitely applaud companies like GoFundMe and Twitter and Facebook for 
you know, doing what they can to try to police what's happening and, and not be involved with promoting misinformation and, and violence and all of that. But it's definitely one of these tricky parts about social media and technology in general is, you know, you can knock a few of these down, but there are always places, especially if there's money to be made, uh, they're willing to step up and be much more permissive in terms of what people are allowed to say. Jeremy Snyder, thank you so much for your time tonight. Okay, thanks for having me on.